Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Richmond's Morning News, News Radio, WRVA, January 9th, 2024. Thank you for being with us today. I'm Gary Hess, in for John Reed. In fact, I'm in all week. John's back on Monday. We are joined now by a member of the House of Delegates, Carrie Coiner, uh, from the Tri-Cities area. And uh, we want to welcome her to the program now. Uh, Delegate, good morning. How are you today? I'm great. Good morning. I want to. I know. I, I want to ask you a couple of general questions about the upcoming assembly session. But first of all, um, wanted to ask you about Project Ceasefire, which I know is something that has been important to you. For those that are not really aware of exactly what it is, tell us what Project Ceasefire is and what the aim is to get done. Sure. Thanks, Gary. Well, you know, we have named it Project Safe in the city of Hopewell, which I represent, and SAFE stands for Safe, Alive, and Free. And Project SAFE really identifies, and then we intervene with people most likely to shoot or to be shot through a focused deterrence program. And we started this um, in June of 2022, um, I'm sorry, June of 2023 in Hopewell, and we have seen year over year a 67% reduction in the number of shooting incidents um, from when from the same time period in 2022. So um, it's been highly successful. In 2022, we had 19 gun violence victims this, this same period. The following year, we only had six. So it's working, and we're hoping to keep getting funding and keep pushing for it. You, uh, I know there are... This is kind of something that's done on several fronts. Can you kind of get into a little more detail about how it all works? Sure. So in our particular case in Hopewell, um, we've been working with Real Life, and they're a nonprofit organization, and they partner with our police department. And we work with them to identify um, the individuals within our city and sometimes outside of our city who are most likely to be involved in gun violence. And we go out, we talk with them, we try to convince them to uh, get rid of their weapons and not use guns. And then when we do have a shooting that happens in our community, uh, we meet with the police and then volunteers and folks of the organization immediately canvass the neighborhood where the shooting has happened um, to talk with folks who may have been impacted. And then we also go out and they start trying to locate folks um, who may be at risk of shooting because of what happened. You know, a lot of gun violence. Um, is a domino effect. Um, somebody shoots and then retaliation takes place. So our goal is if there is a one gunshot, 
that there's no retaliation and, and no domino effect. And so that's our goal. And we've done a really great job of making that happen in Hopewell with our, working with our police department in real life. So that has been something that has worked in Hopewell. Are you lo- wanting to see this implemented in other localities? Uh, we are hopeful to continue spreading it throughout the Tri-Cities. And, you know, Gary, I think one thing that's important, you know, what goes along with this going out and preventing the gun violence, we're very clear to people who do um, commit acts of shooting that if you if you shoot in our city, you will be locked up. So it, it not only comes with the going out and, and asking people to put their guns down, but we let them know that if you are involved in a shooting, there will be the, the highest level of consequences possible for you. So it's both. So we are hoping that we spread this throughout our, our entire Tri-Cities area because, you know, gun violence doesn't stop at a city line. So we are working um, to try to make sure we secure funding this year to continue this program. Uh, we got a grant for its first year. It's showing it's very effective. So, you know, just hoping to continue to uh, increase our awareness of gun violence and reduce it throughout the community. You mentioned, you know, it, it, I find it interesting because the, the, the saying you'll be locked up is a very important element of this, but this is kind of what you're trying to, it's like the goal of this is to prevent this, but if we don't prevent it, you're going to be locked up. Is that kind of put it in the right perspective? It is. You know, that's why we named it Project Safe, Safe, Alive, and Free. We want every person in our city safe. We want to keep everybody alive and we want you to stay free. But the consequence if you commit gun violence will be that we will we will do everything we can um, to prosecute you to the full extent of the law if you shoot in our city. And so we're very clear. We want every person safe, alive and free. But there will be the the harshest consequences if we catch you shooting in our city. And I I think those things coupled together are really important. So this is... uh... This project needs to be funded from the state in order to continue past the one year, the one year mark, which would be later this summer. Yes, that's correct. We received a grant through the attorney general's office and those grant funds um, will carry us through for the end of this year. So we will be looking to continue getting funding so that we can keep the program running. It's going really, really well also looking at that funding to expand it so that we can make sure we can cross over to other county and city lines to provide assistance as well. What has the response been like in the Hopewell community and in the political community at large? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, This summer I went out after a shooting and and knocked doors. Um, Some people look at you like you're crazy knocking on their door in their community right after a shooting, but many others um, are thankful that you're there and they're able to tell you things that they need. You know, part of what we do um, is any kind of counseling we connect them to that's needed, especially neighborhoods with children in it. You know, they oftentimes are become fearful of playing outside. So we work on um, connecting people with those. Sometimes it's as simple as uh, we knock on doors and people tell us, you know, they haven't had diapers for their child in, in over a month and we work on connecting them with resources. So the response in the community has, has been overwhelmingly supportive. We also have a lot of, of folks who live in Hopewell who volunteer, which is great. Um, so that really important connection. Politically, we, we've had a lot of support. Um, uh, City Council and Hopewell supported getting Project Safe started. Um, we had at the state level folks all supportive of it. So it's had support across the board. And, you know, with a 67% reduction in shootings year over year, I, you know, I think the statistics speak for themselves. So it's um, it's been really, really great. We just hope to keep that momentum going. What level, do you know off the top of your head, what level of funding do you need to keep the project going and to expand it? 
It's a $500,000 request is, is what we is what we need to put in. And so you'll see that budget amendment come through, um, requesting those funds to be put in place so that we can continue working on Project SAFE. Well, that'll be part of the upcoming General Assembly session. With the Democrats now in complete control and kind of in a position of uh, uh, opposition to the governor, what type of session tonally do you expect uh, in the in uh, coming up at the state capitol here uh, starting tomorrow? Well, you know, Gary, I'm one of few um, who were who were there because we've lost so many people through through this last election cycle, veterans. So, um, you know, who served in the minority um, before. And I will say, you know, having a Republican governor and a Democrat controlled legislative body, I actually think it makes folks um, roll up their sleeves and work a little bit more to get things done. Um, I do think that you'll see a lot of work around areas uh, that we have in common and that we can agree on. I think you'll see a lot of efforts around mental health supports. I think you're going to see a lot of efforts around uh, the education area, improving education, seeing that our kids are still pretty far behind um, from COVID and learning loss. Um, I think you'll see areas around health where we really focus on issues of making sure that uh, we've seen such an impact from COVID closures of doctor's offices, um, so many things where people have been waiting to get health services. So I think you're going to see in those areas um, some common ground where people can come together. What are a couple of items that are going to be, in addition to Project SAFE, what are a couple items that are on your priority list personally? Um, I have several bills around education, Gary. Um, you know, our special education system is broken. Um, we've had federal um, investigations. We have parent lawsuits. You know, we have kids who have not been served in our state. And I'm um, working with Senator Barbara Favola, uh, who is from Northern Virginia, a Democrat senator across the aisle, um, to bring a package to completely reform our special education system. So that's going to be one of my main priorities this, this year is to try to turn that ship around and make sure that our students are being better served and parents are being heard. What uh, the session kicks off tomorrow with uh, the governor's state of the Commonwealth. What are you what would you like to hear from the governor tomorrow? You know, really continued efforts on improving our K-12 education system. You know, I think continued efforts on ensuring that we're bringing the best quality jobs to Virginia. You know, I have three kids, Gary, and I want them to see their future here with good paying jobs that can keep them in the Richmond area in particular. Um, and I think continuing to look at our health system and our mental health system. You know, it shouldn't take people as long as it's taking them to get appointments. Um, to see people. We shouldn't have families who feel like they don't have any alternatives for their loved ones. And um, I hope that we continue to hear from our governor, um, his commitment to support our mental health and our health care system overall. Before I let you go, I find it interesting, one of the things you mentioned earlier about how you're one of the few holdovers. There's so many new faces uh, does that kind of make it uncertain what the dynamic's going to be like uh, once once everybody gets in the chamber? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, anytime you add a, a large number of new folks, uh, it's, it's really about figuring out what you have in common with people. You know, you can always find where you have differences and spend all your time arguing over those. But just about everybody has one issue in common. And if you can figure out what that is and you focus on that, 
you start to figure out who's in your little small group of people who think like you on particular issues. And that's what's most important. You know, when you have new folks coming in, it's figuring out what do they care about? What can you work together on to improve things for people in the Commonwealth? And that takes time with as many new people as are coming in. So, um, you know, I'm excited for session. Um, it's always an exciting time when it starts because you get to see so many people from across the Commonwealth come and visit you and tell you what they care about. And all of these new um, senators and delegates that are coming in, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what their initiatives are and what they're excited about bringing from their piece of the Commonwealth. Well, thank you for uh, what you're doing. Uh, good luck with uh, getting the funding for this project that's clearly been a great success in Hopewell. Good luck with the session, and thanks for your time today. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you, too, Gary. Have a great day. Yep, you too. Uh, great to talk to Delegate Kerry Coiner this morning on Richmond's Morning News. Back in a moment, News Radio WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.